Hey, welcome to the slightest disclaimer time. There's going to be swearing and there are going to be spoilers. So if you've got kids around, pop us in your ears. And if you don't want to hear any spoilers, go away, watch the show and come back later. We're always going to be here and we're always going to be free. We're not associated with Wentworth, Fremantle or Foxtel. We're just some fans talking about a show that we love and our opinions are our own. Stay slotty. Hi, this is Nicole Silva, and you're listening to The Slot. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Slot with Hannah and Al, or should I say Al and Hannah? It doesn't Ooh. matter. It's been a while. <laughs> so what's going on, Al? How you doing over there? I'm okay. I'm tired. How are you? <laughs> Probably the same yeah. stressed year. I just want to um, preface this episode with um, I deeply apologize to our listeners, if you hear a scuttling, a running, a loud banging in the background of this episode, I'm looking after a hamster, which is next to me. And turns out <laughs> they don't follow instructions very well. Okay. Well, I have a cat by my foot. She wants some attention and loving because, uh, I don't know, she was acting up the other day and I said okay well this is how it's going to be we'll not talk to each other how about that <laughs> so now i guess she wants to talk to me she's so she's at my foot right now yeah or maybe she's just hungry and she wants me to feed her <laughs> so let's talk about the episode season nine slash eight part two episode four judas kiss mm. what did you think well i'm a bit biased because you see one of my favorite actresses, and I think I say this all the time about all the actresses I like, Miss <laughs> Tina Bursell debuted mm. on the show. And Damn. her character is quite interesting. Yeah. And it seems like she's a flash from the past, blast from the past, however you want to say it. Mm. <clears throat> In more to Joan. Oh, yes, this is true. And uh, it's beautifully played out because uh, Miss Purcell, she's awesome when it comes to these types of characters. If you haven't seen Dr. Doctor, I highly recommend it. Nicole De Silva is also in it for all of those Frankie fans. In case you didn't know, it's on Acorn, so you can check it out. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Miss Purcell actually plays Nicole's mother-in-law. Oh, God, she's something else. But she's also a corrupt politician. It's quite interesting the way you see it. <laughs> oh, my God, you got to check that out. <laughs> Just for her to see how she swindles her way into things and out. It's quite interesting. And her demeanor is it's it's amazing. It's kind of like the same here mm. in Wentworth, except... Um, <clears throat> the fact that she wanted to try and get Kath, not realizing that Kath is no longer Kath. Kath is pretending, uh, Joan is pretending to be Kath now. So I think because she, she has Mari to... fooled. Yeah, I mm. think that um, uh, Eve, is her name Eve? Yes. Yeah, I think she was Eve trying. Wilder. Yeah, I think she was trying to um, kind of coax um, Joan out of Kath. She was trying to goad Joan. She was like, I know that if I say these things and there's a hint of Joan left, she will bite. Um, and I really liked her playing with her for a bit. I hoped it would go on longer for just like a quarter of an episode, but um, <laughs> it was quite fun to see all the same. Didn't quite get there. But what I'm concerned about is the fact that how is it that Eve is just opening up to this psychopath all of a sudden and telling oh. her all of her dastardly deeds. She is obviously a serial killer. And yes. of course, Joan would know that because yes. Joan is just like her. So, of course, like knows like. And I just like but how Joan is getting that like um, kill rush or like she's feeding her inner desires by listening to um, Eve's dastardly deeds but can we put a spin on that do you think that she'll use this against her so that as Kath she can say you know a prisoner admitted to me all of their things but I would like an early release no she's she's being I think she's being cleverer than that 
I think what she's doing is she's finding out, she's always known a little bit about Eve's motives, what makes Eve tick. She, she's known her from previous prison. Um, I think she's using that to build up this thing with Jake and um, mm. she's going oh, yeah, to yeah. basically convince Eve that Jake is in love with her. Jake's obviously going to turn around to Eve and go, uh, absolutely not. And then Eve's going to kill him like she's done with yeah. the previous ones. So, uh, yes. and you this saw that. True. You saw that when uh, uh, Joan said at the end, like, you know, he's got a thing for you or something. I've never seen him. Like that. I can't remember what she said, but she hinted at that. Well, usually when an other, another individual puts their hand on you in a certain way, especially someone you don't, you don't know, it could be interpreted as such. First of all, as a officer, I don't know why you would want to put your hands on a prisoner, especially a new one, because you yeah. may give them the wrong idea. Yeah, so yeah. where did this guy get his training from? Whoever those teachers are, they need to be fired. I think it's always I, stemming from the top. I think also that he's gone, you know, he's done all his daddy reading and he's gone, oh, my God, like I recognize this Nanny Wilder or whatever her name is. And gone, I, I need her help. She's the cat's tits when it comes to childcare. And I have no idea what I'm doing. And I obviously need to make a good impression with Vera. Um, so I think he's just forgotten that she is actually an inmate and he's just an idiot i hate to say it because he's my jakey but um <laughs> he's an idiot well i mean one minute he is about to lose all rights to see grace and then the next minute he has her all to himself because unfortunately it's too much for vera yeah and I guess you know sometimes it, it you fall vulnerable when when you're doing something for the first time you don't know what's going on you will listen to just about anyone who can give you some type of advice and that's how a lot of people get in trouble in this world yeah just and I think it out there. also um Joan overheard that conversation between Jake and Eve and mm-hmm. um I think she is going to try and do something such that you know, Eve gives him some advice that won't kill Grace, but will harm her. And therefore he's not allowed to see her ever, ever again. Um, and disrupts that that relationship with Vera again. It's a possibility. Bloody hamster is so fucking loud. Poor thing. I can always send my cat over there and she'll eat it. I think I would be the worst <laughs> pet sitter in history <laughs> if that happened. Oh my god! Um, I don't have your hamster, but here's a cat. <laughs> no, no, you have to send my cat back. What are you talking oh, about? Oh god! So I can't even like give that. him anything back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my say god! Some random cat ate it. I don't know how it got out, and they just ate it. You oh just go God, to a pet horrible. store and find one with exactly the same markings. Sounding like Joan here. <laughs> so that's that's basically it. So uh, before we go into other nitty gritty stuff, can we talk about Anne or should we go on to something else? We can definitely talk about Anne. Um, this was weird. Um, I didn't know what to think. Oh, well, actually... Th- this interaction between Anne and Judy, of course, we all know it's deep rooted because mm-hmm. supposedly Anne hates all bombers because all, all terrorists, reminder, yeah. uh, terrorists, whatever. And rightly so. And like, you know, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't blame her. But it, it goes to say that what happened in the yard mm. is a reflection of actually what happens in real life with individuals, once you paint a person a certain way and you feel that they're bad for life, whatever atrocities happen or anything that happens and that individual is within the vicinity of the disaster, Mm. they're the ones who are going to be blamed. 
Now, yeah. I'm saying this because the United States justice system kind of reflects 100% of what Anne has done. And it's not just the people up top. It's also the laymen. It's also all of the citizens within the United States. They believe that if a person is a criminal or they have done a crime in the past and they may not have been convicted of it, they should be convicted on something else, even though it has not been proven. And that's why I wanted to discuss this particular issue with Judy, because although she is a monster, trust me, I want her to see her get her just desserts, and she will, hopefully, if Ali doesn't screw up again. Mm. And it's understandable, but this particular instance where she was accused of throwing the piss mm. at Anne, and then the judgment and executioner for her to stay out all night so that she can get hypothermia and probably almost died, but that would just mm. be boring. That, that I didn't agree with. And unfortunately that happens a lot. And I just wanted to bring that up. And I say, that's just terrible. And I'm glad that Will pointed that out, unfortunately, because his hands are tied and that that's another thing that happens. And it's not just in the United States, it's all over the world. Yeah. There are other circumstances that prevent you from seeking out true justice, whether or not you're the one who muddled the waters because you mm. yourself have done something, Will, at Vera. You know, it, it just, it continues to go on and on and on. But can we also talk about the fact that Anne with her fake crocodile tears, crying, and See, then all of a sudden, when she wanted to go and Vera said, it's OK. And she's like, OK, see you later. See, I kind of so just going back to like Judy in the stocks, first of all, um, like when she first like put her in the stocks, I was like, ha, <laughs> boohoo, it's kind of karma. And then when she started to freeze and like, I did kind of half of me was thinking, Judy, you're British. It's chilly here. You're in Australia. You should be warm as pie. But another side of me was like, hang on now, let's be real here. Um, it was it was barbaric and it was uncalled for. And I was like, yeah, this is this is wrong. And this is her taking this to another level. I really hoped Will was going to follow through with the um with the going to the board because I was like it, it needs to stop she is absolutely on a, a like a horrible trajectory here it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse uh, she needs to be stopped and then when the kind of crying in her office happened like I didn't know whether they wanted to see us to see her as human and is going through this grief process with it being her daughter's anniversary. Um, and obviously I didn't know whether it was like a strange relationship with the daughter's father. I didn't, I didn't quite get that. Um, I'm wanting us to see that human side of her or whether she was manipulating Oh, it seems like she was manipulating to me. I think she was crying because she was afraid she was going to lose her job. I think Wentworth is highlighting it's probably, um, well, it's definitely dramatizing it and making it seem a lot more common than it is. But in positions of power, you get people who are going to abuse that position of power. Um, oh, of course. It's an unfortunate human trait. Not everybody does it, but you know and this is what we're seeing um in Anne we've seen it before in Joan we've seen it in Vera we've seen it in Will mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you know every single officer in this show has not some web kind of... not Peta. oh of course she no. has of course she uh, what has she she's, she's she taken money check, and she didn't check the car She's taken money Peta. and turned, turned her blind oh, eye. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Sometimes for yeah. the fights and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so oh, every single different. officer. Yeah, well, yes, but no. 
it's still an abuse of, of power or this is true yes yes a neglect of duty maybe okay now there was one guy his name is rick rick james not rick james a singer he's been I've on never the podcast seen him bribed yes he's been on the podcast he's never been bribed well they true. never highlighted him but still true but i'm sure yeah everything because they don't get paid enough they don't get recognized enough they're not appreciated enough so yeah i get it yeah and it's on the one hand you've got the the officers um uh peter webb um linda miles before she became deputy governor um who turn a blind eye and are maybe corrupt in that way um but they turn a blind eye because let's face it they're getting paid uh shit money they're overworked and do you know what if i can get a hundred quid for turning a blind eye for letting some people fight it out then you know it's it's a vulnerable position to be in um and then you've got the other end of the scale where you've got Anne who is getting paid a lot of money to do her job we assume and is abusing her power in order to seek retribution on somebody for something that okay yes Judy is a terrorist and but she is not the one that is at fault for Anne's daughter's death so it's like these completely different abuses of power going on yeah many layers multi-layers like another abuse of power which I think should tie into this is unfortunately our poor poor oh I forgot her name now Rita Oh, God, I don't know where this storyline is going to go. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse for Rita. But it's understandable because, you know, <laughs> that's just how cops are. Dirty cops. Yeah. They stand behind each other. And unfortunately, they even convince the good cops who don't know. Well, I think that actually that's a really interesting thing that you've highlighted because there's this huge... Um, podcast that's now been made into a TV show called Dr. Death. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's basically how this guy got away with um, injuring, severely injuring his patients for such a long time. Um, It's it's a really interesting podcast. I think it's by Wondery. Um, I suggest you listen, but it is a prime example of when Somebody in power has got that power, is able to shut up other people around them because of the power they hold. Um, Mm -hmm. And that people are quite happy to turn a blind eye if they don't get into trouble. I mean, look at um, Harvey Weinstein, Mm. abuse of power. We see this all the time and it's now beginning we're we're really in the early stages of people being able to stand up and say this is not okay and people being able to blow the whistle on these people we're not there yet this is just starting oh yeah it's pretty bad and and it's still going on it's just a lot of people they need their jobs they need to pay their bills they need to take care of their families they don't want their careers ruined because these people will ruin your career i appreciate them putting it in there um i'm also kind of like Maybe we could do without it because we kind of had it before. But I'm tired um, of her. They need to fucking fire her and get rid of her already. I God don't know. Damn it. We have enough problems there. But I don't know where the storyline is going. Well, Judy is probably going to kill her because, you know, this one. I don't think she is. Well, I understand. I understand she wants to do her extradition or whatever it is that she, you know, she wants to prevent that from happening. She thinks that now, and I, I stand corrected as far as Ali's concerned. Ali didn't know. And uh, she tried to get Lou, which I thought was awesome. But why would you waste nitrous oxide like that? You're supposed to keep it for yourself so you can go to heaven every now and then. Okay. Before we get on to Ali... I just want to kind of mention something about um, the Judy Ann thing and like what's going to happen there. My question to you is if she, because you said she's, she might try and kill Anne. If she did kill Anne, right, what would that mean for her extradition? 
would that mean that she had to stay um, pending a murder investigation? And then if she's sentenced and sentenced in Australia, what does that mean? Maybe life. Yeah, but does she still get extradited or not? They'll probably want to try her first, right? They so actually, when I said I don't think she is, maybe Judy will try and kill someone. Well, she tried, didn't quite work. No, she didn't. She I guess purposefully, she purposefully knifed Ali in a place where she knew that that wasn't going to kill, but it was going to maim. Okay. I, I fully believe she did that on purpose. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. But going back to Ali, like you've mentioned, the nitrous oxide going to heaven. Why? Why, 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 why did but, she... But, but before, before we go into Ali, what did you think of that apology that Anne had to do? Since we asked all that. I apologize. <laughs> she didn't mean it. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's funny. But that okay, apology so now, now we can move on. Yeah, absolute shit stain. So, Ali. Yeah. Nitrous oxide. Mm. A, yes, I agree with you. <sighs> Keep it to yourself because it's the good stuff. Um, but B, why when she had that vision of her being stabbed, did she see it in the third person? Sometimes uh, certain doses of, of nitric, nitrous oxide can cause hallucinations. Yeah, but and, wouldn't she see it from uh, not, the first not, not person? Not really good ones. Wouldn't she see not it from necessarily. the first person? I found that Not necessarily. Odd. You haven't been high on nitrous oxide very much, have you? <laughs> but, I mean, Ali, we saw a bit of, like, the clever Ali that I don't think we've ever seen. Like, Must have been sleeping with that bee blanket. Oh my god, how stinky must that bee blanket be right now? Because like especially every... since she pissed on it. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Uh, did she Not piss exactly, or did, you know. did, did she drop water? I don't know. But like is that yeah. the first scene of the episode where it like went through a montage of of her the, the blanket was always there, and I'm like, I'm not seeing this mm-hmm. being washed here. She's sleeping with it, she's got it on all day. That stinks. Uh-huh. I'm sure she washes it. I'm sure. But then again, Allie is made of roses. She smells so nice. (laughs) She's perfect. Yeah, she's perfect. (laughs) But she was so clever. Like, um, I mean, when she got that butter knife out, I was like, Allie, what are you going to do with the butter knife? Come on, girl. What are you doing? I know. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, what is wrong with this girl? Who are you going to kill with that? <laughs> it's like what? With the, with the actual. And then she did something fairly disgusting that I couldn't watch. So I'm terrified. Oh, with her tooth? I don't yeah. know how she managed to do that. I'm terrified <laughs> of teeth. There was a lot of dental um, scenes. I'm just in not this into episode. blood. Mm. Um, so I didn't watch the dental scenes because... Um, it was nothing really to. Nah, it was I nothing. I don't really want to so think. You, you could have watched it. There was nothing to see. But yeah, we saw we saw the clever side of Ali, which I really liked, and I genuinely thought that she was until the flashback thing that we had. I genuinely thought like she was gonna kill Judy because there was little hints through. Well, maybe they weren't hints now because. Um, she didn't know, but there were little red Yeah, things. so I stand corrected. I could have sworn she knew Judy. Well, I flipped did back something and forth, to, to be her. honest. I flipped back and forth. But now she knows. But now she knows. Yes, mm. she does. So I'm quite interested to see how that's going to work out. Yeah. Don't she... say anything. Wait until the right time, and then you just pounce and get what you need from her. That's all. Yeah. Is she going to work with Lou? I don't know. Because, I mean, mean, all she has to say to Lou... Yeah, that's true, that Judy was the one who took it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. But if Lou doesn't kill Judy, Judy will definitely probably finish the job. But if she does that, she'll have to be extradited. So it's going to be quite interesting, this... uh, 
storyline happening now? It could unfold unfold in so many different ways. I'm now a lot more interested to see where it's going. However, I'm really, really worried that there aren't enough episodes left to tie up all these loose ends. Well, they'll rush, definitely, but Mm. it's a shame. That's what I'm scared about is them rushing, really. Yeah, unfortunately, because it's so good now. And then that whole Eve um, Ferguson thing, they could have gone on a whole new level with that one. But anyway, I guess we should move on. (laughs) (laughs) But what I loved, the fact that (laughs) Eve was trying Jones so badly with trying to fold and fold what the napkins or the rags. I don't know what you guys call them over there. Like tea towels. Yeah, it was hilarious to the point where Joan had to squash a tomato. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that. And then she went to Miller right away. <laughs> she was like, I have to control these urges. I'm getting urges and I can't control them. I just killed a tomato. <laughs> oh, oh, oh gosh. That was I I just love it. But then again, I'm being biased because I love Pamela Rape. So and she just brings out Joan Ferguson to the point where it's it's amazing. She's just you know what? awesome. I was thinking mm-hmm. about this during the episode and I said a lot. I did not like the fact that they brought Joan back. Um I didn't like Joan anyway. I thought she was great storyline for the first couple of seasons, and then I was just like, ugh. Um, I didn't like the fact they brought her back now with this storyline and seeing the Joan Kath thing play out. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> and I didn't think I would say that, but I love it. Well, of course I'm going to be biased. I didn't want Joan to come back because I hate Joan. Yeah. I love Miss Rabe, of course. So I'm yeah. happy that she's back playing Joan. And it's, it's interesting to see how this is going to pan out because I will say as far as Vera is concerned, uh, you know, sometimes we all want justice, Mm. right? That's within our inner nature. We all want justice. We all want to do the right thing. Sometimes we veer from the right thing for whatever reason, whether we had a hand in doing something and we don't want people to know about it or we want somebody else to take the fall for whatever it is that we've done. Vera, I think, is just going a little bit too far with this now. For me, I think she should let it go because sometimes when you try to pursue justice, it usually comes back to you in an unfortunate circumstance. I think uh, it's really difficult because we know facts that that Vera doesn't. So, like, on the one hand, I'm like, Vera, just leave it. Like, she's Kath that's better for you that she doesn't remember who she is and then on the other hand I'm like but we know that she's not Kath anymore um and you need to do something about this uh why she brought up the Saul Dreisen to um Dr Miller I really don't know because I think that should have been a card that she kept in her arsenal but you see Vera's not like that that's that's her problem yeah she's you know too I mean? quick she's, to yeah to react yeah yeah that she's not like that she's in a way she's like will you know they want justice they want to they want to do the right thing but sometimes and i'm talking from experience yeah, when you try to, to right pursue thing. the right thing you get fucked in the end sometimes you just have to let karma do its thing you yes. know had she not pushed i mean uh had she not told the deputy governor to do what she had to do to joggle joan's mind joan would have been kath she wouldn't have remembered anything maybe miller would have brought it out of her i don't know who knows and they would have lived happily ever after if kath got out because of whatever reason because i think that's what she's still trying to do if she gets out it'll be another danger towards vera grace and jake never going to i mean happen. i know that's that's happen. that's what's vera I, i'm sure that's what vera is worried about mm. 
And yeah. that's why she's working so hard to try and prove that Joan, Kath is Joan and she's a danger to society and you cannot let her out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, I, I get it. But sometimes after viewing certain things, not only within my life, but also looking on other people's lives, certain decisions that they made, certain things, everybody wants justice. Sometimes justice has a way of working out itself. It takes longer for some people as opposed to others. And trust me, I lack patience just like everyone else. I want it to happen right away. Me too. I am tired of this system. Let's just get it on or I'm just going to go do it myself. And, you know, you, you get yourself in trouble. And I think Vera is setting herself up to get herself in trouble because, first of all, hmm. we still don't know much about this guy, Miller. For all we know, he could be a killer himself. Well, he's starting to get dodgier and dodgier, isn't he, really? He's giving yeah. Kath what, what is a discontinued or oh, I can't remember what she said, like a banned it, substance. It was an investigational substance. It's not regulated. You know, it's experimental. Yeah. So, okay, so what, what is he doing? What is he hoping to accomplish and why? So that thing with Miller, I mean, I, to me, I think he's a very dangerous guy. Yeah. I just feel that he is. And <laughs> I don't think he understands who he's dealing with when it comes to Kath, because oh, when the time not. comes, if Vera. And that shows his arrogance, though. I just. But yeah, this guy, he's something he's he's. But what I'm, I'm trying to say is you see how in Joan's past that she used the um, psychiatrist to get out the first time. Yeah, I mean. Joan knows how to to manipulate people. Um, yeah, she's manipulating. So she's probably going to get this guy. Oh, she's for she's sure, and he doing. doesn't realize it. Um, oh, yeah. He totally doesn't realize it, or he's going, "Okay, I think I know better," and that shows his arrogance. Really, um, I don't know what he hopes to achieve with giving this drug that he's not supposed to be giving because he can't. Even if he did, you know, create a miracle uh, cure for psychopathy. He can't admit to giving her the drugs, so it's really pointless. Well, what he could do is he could find investors and show him data that he's gathered and convince them to invest in a company that he'll start and they'll produce the medication and then they can go through clinical trials. I don't know exactly oh, the paperwork or I forget the big farmer is a thing. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and you can make millions and then he says, yeah, this is a cure, it's a cure. And he could be a multimillionaire. So probably that he's working on the lines of that. Oh, uh, everything know? just comes down to fucking capitalism. <laughs> I hate of it. Of course. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm sure that's that's what his main goal is. Mm. You know, and and um maybe he was maligned by his uh peers that he's just an idiot and he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So he wants to show them because then he can also go on to write papers. He can write a book and oh yeah. Uh -huh. He'll be mm. known forever, Doctor Miller. Yeah, it'll be called, Yeah, it'll be called the Miller effect or something like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he has uh, big hopes and dreams, but if you're using Joan as that big hope and dreams, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be surely surprised. Yes, that's so. not going anywhere. But it is yeah, it is interesting that it's unfolding. I. Again, I'm going to reiterate, I'm worried that they don't have enough time to address all these things. Um, we'll see. We will see. But um, I'm glad that Dr. Miller is turning out to be the creepy man that I always knew he was. <laughs> um, so but I, I'm going to see how he's going to handle this with Vera now that she knows. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see both how Vera kind of takes this forward and also how Miller takes this forward and how Joan deals with this going forward as well. I still think that something might happen to Joan as a result of that drug. I think that she might have a stroke or something, but also I'm like, oh, that doesn't really work into the explosive storyline for a final season. So uh, 
I already told you what the final season is going to be. The final season is Lou is going to try and burn down the whole damn thing. There's going to be but they can't fights do that or whatever. Or maybe maybe uh, Joan will kill Lou. Who knows? Or somebody's going to kill Lou, Judy, or whoever. I don't know. It's, well, I mean, we've, we've had the prison go down in flames before. And mind you, it feels like we're recycling storylines left, right, and center. But history does have a way of repeating itself. Truth. I'm just saying. Truth. Um, but talking about Lou, so we didn't see much of her this episode, um, which means that we're probably going to have a big Lou episode next week. But we saw like Mari checking in with her, so that relationship is blossoming. Can we say blossoming when we're talking about Lou and Mari, the two most <sighs> evil people? Um, <laughs> Mari, I don't know. She's just gone off to La La Land somewhere. I think she's resigned she's herself to, to she's just trying to live her life now. To the she? fact that she she was uh, <laughs> responsible for the murder of uh, Sheila. So you know her, and, and she lost her quote unquote son. Yes. Yeah. May she rest in peace. <laughs> so you notice how uh, what's her name burned that card. I like. God, that was horrible. And I love that um uh not Kate Lou is fighting for Reb even after his death. Um the fact that Reb's mother felt the need to send that is despicable. The amount of trans people buried in the wrong name is despicable. Um okay, but you see that's that's from your point of view as far as those particular individuals as Reb's mother, Reb's mom gave birth to a female. And so in her mind, Reb will always be her daughter, mm-hmm. regardless of regardless of whether Reb feels that he's a male. His mother does not recognize that. So she's going to go with what she feels comfortable with because, again, she never accepted Reb as a male. Um, and yes, it is unfortunate. Mm. Despicable, I, I don't know because it's their point of view. And well, the reason why it's I'm saying sad. It's sad is yes. Sad, the, yes. The reason why I'm saying it's despicable is because it's not the fact that you know, that's what Reb's mum did. Um, it's the fact that that happened. And the fact that that happens every single day, I can probably guess. Um, or every single, you know, year, like trans people are buried and remembered under the wrong name. And it's despicable because we're, it just shows a lack of respect and a lack of compassion. And yes, we're moving more towards um trans people being more accepted in society um and hopefully one day this is never going to happen hopefully one day a trans child will be able to turn around to their parent and say hey i'm you know trans and you know this is my name blah 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 and they'll be like okay cool let's move on um but that's that's why i'm saying it's despicable i completely understand um from my own experiences why it happens but i'm not agreeing with it oh yeah no i'm not i'm not saying i agree with it it's just um the society again plays a huge role Mm. because individuals do not want to be ostracized like if my son wanted to be my daughter and that was my only son now he wants to be a she how is my name, especially if I'm the father, going to pass on? Because unfortunately, we're still in a patriarchal society, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I I, I get it. Or yeah. vice versa. I mean, if you have a daughter and all of a sudden now she wants to be your son and she's going to marry, uh, he's going to marry and pass on the name, will that be a stigma? on the family like oh my god well simon i mean simone is now simon how does that work exactly so is he going to be simon Lebon now and when he marries is his wife or husband going to be simon Lebon's husband 
wife, whatever. Yeah, I you know think, what I mean? so I hope my mum won't mind to be saying this, but I talked a lot uh, to my mum about how she felt because I couldn't understand her point of view and she couldn't understand my point of view. So it was really important for me to try and understand where she was coming from. And she said to me, like, my whole life, like from the day that I came out looking like an ugly potato, she, <laughs> in in her brain, she had all these ideas of what I was going to be and who I was and she raised me to be a certain person and she had these ideas of me getting married and walking down the aisle in my big Mm. white wedding dress parents you Mm. know some and and one day I come along and okay there was things growing up that might indicate you know that but as a parent that's not how you think you're like oh this is my child you don't go you don't label your own child usually um And then one day I come along and go, actually, everything you've ever thought and wished for is incorrect. And she was like, I feel that I didn't pay enough attention. Like, I was also like, you know, I didn't see the signs. Therefore, the signs weren't there. Therefore, this isn't happening. This isn't the right path. And I think that also a big thing is parents worry a lot about what other people will think. Yes. Um, My mum worried that, I was making my life hard and that people were not going to accept me and I was never going to be happy Mm -hmm. because I was never going to have friends. I was never going to have a family. Um, Mm -hmm. She was also worried about being ostracized herself by what her friends Mm -hmm. would think. Actually, you know, when it comes down to it, people don't tend to really care that much. And the people who do care say it behind your back nine times out of 10. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm not saying is, is a thing to do, but, so I get, I kind of get it. I don't think it should be a thing, but I kind of get it. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I do. The, the thing is with humans, when we look out into the world, we're looking out subjectively because it, mm. it has to do with self. It's always about self, self-preservation, self-sufficient, self-denial. Mm. So when something that the self doesn't recognize as what they're used to then that's when the problem happens and sometimes the self depending on their character they're either willing or unwilling to accept this anomaly i don't want to say anomaly i this um uh, this different aspect of an idea or of a lifestyle or of a person Mm. and that's one of the reasons why we have so many problems in the world today is because people on a whole they they're used to a certain thing one thing i can say is religion would probably be a big thing for me Mm. before growing up it was strict christian my father was Catholic. My mother was Protestant, right? But mm-hmm. my mother was okay with my father raising me as Catholic. However, when I was nine, I did something at the church that had my father just say, oh, we can't have her coming back anymore. Because the hypocrisy that went on there, I just had to be defiant about it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the story. Basically, there were a bunch of neighbors on our block. They wouldn't talk to my parents because they viewed my parents as a interracial couple. My mother was very, very light skinned and my father was dark skinned. Right. Mm-hmm. However, my father had blue eyes, but they they didn't like it. And they thought that my parents felt that we were better than everybody else because we were foreign. We're not American. OK. And everybody on the block were American. That's complicated. But to make a long story short. When we go to church and the priest would say, turn to your neighbor and says, God, love you, blah, 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 hug, 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 this and that. I decided, fuck these people. I'm not hugging them because they wouldn't give my parents a time of day, Monday through Saturday. They acted like they didn't know my parents. They ostracized my parents. They ignored my parents. They wouldn't say hi to my parents. Now, all of a sudden, come Sunday, you want to hug me? And say, hi, oh, God loves you. I already know God loves me. Fuck you. I don't need you to tell me that because you're full of shit. 
you're a hypocrite. So for me, it, it, it was kind of like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, you know, as I grew older, I began to understand politics and people and things of that nature. But when I was younger and when I was that little kid, I, I, I saw everything in black and white. And mm. that's how some people are. They still, even to this day, no matter how old they are, they only accept things as black and white. There's no such thing as the rainbow. They don't know about gray or, you know, any other color. Mm. They only want black and white because it's easy for them to understand because yeah. not everybody is a brilliant scientist like you. You know, they're not studying brains. They don't they don't get it. You know what I, I mean? Think Half of them. Yeah, they, I think it's also scary. Um, yeah, it's scary it's to be told, oh, your entire life, you've been told the world is this way, but actually yeah. um, now it's not. And I think that's yeah. quite scary. And also, I think, I don't want to keep harping on about this, but um, this is the last thing I'm going to say on it. Um, I think that in terms of a parent perspective, when a child comes out as gay, trans, bi, anything under the LGBT umbrella and doesn't react particularly well. Um, your whole job as a parent is to protect, protect your child from harm. So I think there's part of you going, I need to make sure that they know that this is definitely, definitely the correct decision for them. Um, because if they go back, it's, it's going to cause a lot of mental and physical harm. Um, also, you want to protect them from the people that don't understand and that are going to spew hate. You want to protect yeah. them from everything. Um, so yeah. I think, yeah, there's there's that side of it as well. And then I think, again, there's the the fear of of the unknown. Yeah, it's, it's um, true. But yeah, that was. I thought it was, it was almost a taunt. And a ha ha, you can't do anything about it with the picture of Reb's grave. No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. To be honest, I. I'd like to know what the letter. Reb's. Said. Reb's. Reb's mom. No, it was. It wasn't a letter. It was. Um, it said, "Dear Louise." Yeah. So it's just. Um, it was just. She just wanted to send her the card of. You know, usually when when somebody dies, the eulogy or something like that, they just uh, send like them the a card of, of when they stuff. were born. Yeah, uh, that that was it. And then, you know, may she rest in peace. And that's what pissed off Lou, which uh, I understand. But then again, remember, Reb's mom only saw Reb as her daughter, so of course she's gonna do that, regardless of how Reb felt or yeah, how. Yeah, but Lou was felt. it was it kind of like a taunt because? I don't think that no. I don't think that Reb's mother would have. Um, I don't. I don't get the feeling that she would have respected the relationship between Reb and Lou. So that's why I took it as a more of a taunt, oh, and kind mm -hmm. of like maybe that they blame Lou in some way for their child's death. No, I don't think so because didn't Reb? Oh, for the death, yes. Yeah, well, I would. The death, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say um, Reb, you know, becoming transition man. But yeah, yeah no, but, I, did. Um, I think they, they yeah. blame Lou a lot for Reb's death. That's kind of the feeling that I got from it. Um, but yeah, I, I think. But Lou didn't, Lou didn't hit out and get super violent. I think she's storing these emotions for her big plan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, you already saw the foreshadowing that she lit it up to burn fire. So <laughs> fire is her, be a fire. Her, her thing. Fire is her thing. So, you think there's going to be a fire? That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or mass um, poisoning and fire. <laughs> yeah, she to did. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. She did do that. Um, okay. So predictions for next episode we'll be halfway through i have no predictions i just want to enjoy it i do know that rita is screwed rita is royally screwed and um i guess she's gonna spend the rest of her life in prison so maybe she might vay for top dog who knows mm -hmm. because um i don't know 
Yeah, because uh, Lou Lou might be doing a lot of stuff like bringing in drugs or who knows what's going on because Lou just doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. So she's just going to do what she wants and things are just going to get worse. You know, of course, Joan is going to get all the juicy gossip on Eve and try to cajole her into the fact that Jake is in love with her. And delusional serial killer Eve is just going to drink the soup. And mm-hmm. once she gets rejected, you know, that's where we're going with that. So mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening with my deputy governor. I'm very disappointed in her. Yeah. But um, however, she was stunned at the fact that Anne did what she did with Judy. So I don't know if that will yeah. bother her. Highly doubt it. But you know, I'm 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 still rooting for smiles. I'm hoping she returned to her ways, but you know, sometimes a leopard can't change their spots. Mm. I, I think we're gonna see um the unfolding of the the Jake plan um from Joan. Um I also think that Lou's gonna I think this was this episode was a start of Lou taking a bit of a backseat. Um at the moment in regards to punitive action shall we say amongst the women while she concentrates on her big plan um and what that's going to be i think she's going to team up with ali um yeah i i don't want to predict any more deaths because i predicted will would die it didn't happen i predicted boomer was going to die it didn't happen we've had a bit of a death break she just got padded (laughs) yeah i was half right um but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens next episode, I guess. Well, or maybe they might always. send in somebody to off Rita, but you know that's been done before, right? Potentia. Yeah. Well, even yeah. though she really has no case, I mean, who they they already killed the guy who could have testified in their favor, but you know, mm. didn't happen. Yeah, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Oh well, we'll see what the we talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, we did. We'll see what the next half yeah. of the season holds for us. And I guess okay. we'll chat again next week. Yeah, that sounds good. Yes. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening. See you later. Bye. Stay slotty. Bye.